Today's episode is brought to you by Pebblebrook Cottage Candles. Pebblebrookcottage.com is their website. You can go there and use the promo code HIGHNOTE15 to get 15% off your entire order. And Brylin's going to tell you a little bit more about Pebblebrook Cottage Candles. What's up? What do you know about them? Um, I know that they smell really good. They do. And I think they're more of candles than other candles. They're more of candles than other candles? Like more... Like more good for the quality air. Yeah, they they are better breathe. for. Yeah, you don't want to be breathing the other company's candles. A lot of other companies have carcinogens in them that are not in the all natural soy candles that Pebblebrook Cottage makes. Um, also, I really like the fact that Ernie, uh, the guy that comes to my shop and sells them to me, uh, is super cool, and it's just him and his wife. So when you buy a candle from them, you know your money's going to them and not like a big company. Not that there's anything wrong with a big company, but it, I like knowing where my money's going. Does that make sense to you? Okay, so what do you think makes a good candle? Um, like not making your walls black. Yes, that's a huge plus because they have the soy wax doesn't really make your walls. It doesn't put soot on the walls at all, actually. And that it smells so good. Like, I love the one that is like a berry one. It kind of smells mulberry? like... Mulberry? Is uh, it purple? Yeah, mulberry. Yeah, mulberry is one of my favorites, too. Um, I'm sorry, it kind of smells like what? Um, it kind of smells like berries mixed together and wild cherry or something. Oh, yeah. Wild cherry is good because it's real sweet. Um, I also like uh, creme brulee. It's really good. And then there's one called, I think it's like moon sparkle or something. But the point is they have tons of great candles. So all you got to do if you want a really good deal on a candle is go to pebblebrookcottage.com. Use the promo code HIGHNOTE15 and you'll get 15% off your whole order. Do you know how much that is? No. If you spend a hundred dollars, that'll save you fifteen dollars off your whole order. So you could you could go get like five hundred dollars worth of candles if you want, and just save a ton of money, and then you could give them to people for Christmas. Ooh, that would be good. Like for Grandma, we can get her mm-hmm. a candle for Christmas. Grandma would definitely like a candle. Um, also, uh, it's a very small company. It's just Ernie and his wife, and they do a really good job, and they actually care about their product, and that's one of my favorite things. Um, it's kind of like. I thought his name was Andrew. See, I thought his name was Andrew for a little while, too, and I don't know why. I'm kind of a crazy guy. I forget things, but his name's Ernie, and he makes great... Well, his wife makes great candles. He names them. He gives them fun names, and he sells them. He's a great salesman, but I think that's a long enough commercial, right? So where do they need to go? To pebblebrookcottage.com. And they use the promo code HIGHNOTE15 to get 15% off your whole order. Bye! Bye! Okay, uh, today I'm going to do something a little different than my normal thing. I don't have a guest. I am currently in my wife's massage studio, which is at our home. And I put a thing out there on Instagram basically saying, ask me a question for me to answer on my podcast. Uh, So I'm just going to elaborate way more than I usually could on Instagram on each of these questions if I feel like it's necessary. Some of them are probably yes or no questions because I have some silly followers on Instagram. But, uh, you know, here we go. The first one is, oh, shit, gotta go that way. Yeah, whoa, there's a lot. Cool. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, what food is the best munchy snack? Uh, okay, so I assume that when you say the best munchy snack, what you mean is when you get high as a motherfucker, what's the best thing to be eating? Um... For me personally, I'm a huge fan of a combination of uh, popcorn 
and Doritos or oh, what's the best thing we've ever had? Sometimes my wife will do a thing where she gets cheese puffs, like the cheese balls, and then she'll put those and she'll stack it. Like she'll do like cheese puffs and then she'll do uh, like, oh man, what are they? Cheerios, but they're the apple cinnamon Cheerios. See, this is, this is a great start for a podcast right here talking about fucking Cheerios. So combine cheese puffs, Cheerios, and something delicious to drink like a coffee and that's the best munchy food i know of but there's not like one go-to like you get super high you want to eat everything in the kitchen the smartest thing to do if you need some stoner advice keep a ton of fruit in your house and that way when when you get really really high and you just want to eat you can eat a bunch of fruit and it's not that bad unless you're like extremely diabetic and then i'm not sure how that might affect you but you know it's cool uh, why am I always hungry? Same person. I, I decided at the beginning of this, by the way, not to reveal identities of these people because all these questions, like I'm going to know half of these people. Like I tattoo a lot of these people. Uh, some of them are, one of them lives with me. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm doing basically is I'm just going to ignore who it was, not mention male or female or non-binary or whatever. Just go for it. So the question is, why am I always hungry? Well, I know you personally it's because you smoke really good weed. That's probably what it is. Really good weed. Um, also, I think part of it is people get hungry when they're bored. Not sure. Uh, I know I have to do a thousand things a day or I don't feel like I did anything worthwhile, which is fun. Uh, next question. This dude's cool. Oh, man, I just revealed his gender. I'm going to get in trouble. Okay, so has growing your own weed changed your perspective on anything? Dude, it has changed my perspective on so much shit. First off, I never got really into gardening because I didn't have, uh, uh, there was no need for it. And it seems like quite a bit of work in compared to the amount of money that, like in comparison to the amount of money it would take to just go make the money to buy a fruit or vegetable. Like, let's say I'm growing tomatoes. I eat like fucking one tomato a month. So I could just buy a tomato for, I don't know, two bucks and it'd be worth like, it wouldn't be quite as bad. Uh, I have thought about growing strawberries, but the point is I've never really had the motivation to grow anything until I realized how expensive weed is. So, you know, if you're a normal person, uh, and you're just smoking flour, you're not going crazy, not doing everything. You can spend a ton of money. If you want to get into concentrates and all that, you can spend even more. Uh, so there was a big financial motivation that started me growing weed. And also I thought I needed like a meditative activity that felt productive. Like I have to feel productive all the time. I don't know why. So I started just thinking like, Hey, this will save me some money. And then it, it led to a thing where growing weed taught me to respect plants in a way different way. Like I legitimately enjoy and appreciate plants on a level that I don't think anybody that's never grown weed could understand unless you're, you know, obsessed with, pineapples or something and I, I bet that takes a lot of patience to grow patience to grow pineapples so what i do this is going to be the weirdest fucking podcast by the way but uh yeah dude i <laughs> i grow weed and i love it and i talk to the plants and and i recently put uh an echo uh thing from amazon to play music in one of my grow rooms and i I really feel like the plants, it sounds so weird, but I feel like they kind of like attention. They're, they're almost like little kids, but they're cool with the fact that you're going to cut them down and smoke them later. So it's great. But it made me look at people different. 
It made me look at weed different. It made me look at like when you see a really good high quality, you know, you go to a dispensary and they have really good weed and you look at it and you're like, oh shit, that's good. Now it's a different thing. It's like now you know the work that went into it and and all that. And also it didn't make me think of anything negative towards commercial growing, but there is something to be said for like growing your own. Um, it feels really nice to just know that, uh, that you grew it. It's like, even if it may not be as good, it feels like it's better. And honestly, I think, I think at this point, the weed I'm growing is pretty good. I like it. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know, man. I appreciate so much shit when I'm around the plants. I feel better. It, it makes me feel like I'm meditating almost. And also I get into these weird states where I'm thinking about, like, I'm first off really thankful that the state of Oklahoma allows me to do that, but also it makes me a little bit frustrated to know that at some point in history, somebody decided that this plant was bad, because I can't find a single fucking bad thing about it. It's it's incredible. Weed's great. Um, So that probably isn't the best fucking answer, but, you know, there it is. Do you have a vice? Uh, yeah, I have a vice. It's on my workbench in my garage and I put stuff in it and then I tighten it up. For those of you that don't know what a vice is, it's a thing that squeezes shit. Um, but no, this person is asking, do I have a vice like coffee, like something I have to <laughs> every day? I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, I have tons of vices. Um, weed, coffee, uh, fucking work. I have to do shit. Like, uh, I guess if you wanted to really go by the definition of vice, I would say coffee. It's kind of like a vice for me. Just to make sure I'm not completely addicted to it, I have to quit drinking coffee for at least a week at a time every now and then just like to make myself feel better and not feel like I'm addicted to something. But yeah, dude, I it's not even about the coffee. It's like the ritual. I like going to the coffee shop and, and I'm just going through the drive-thru on the way to work. It's just a thing I do. And I would say that's a vice. And... Uh, I probably have a hundred vices though. Good question. Hopefully you ask another question because that was good. Uh, when do you think everything will be back to normal? Okay, that's a fucking wonderful question. Currently it is COVID-19 as fuck out there, guys. Um, when? I don't know. I don't. I think we're going to develop a new normal. I don't think things will go back to normal in the sense of like go back to how they were. Uh, just, well, I don't know. I think eventually people will adjust to this. Two years? Two years. If I had to put a number on it to where it's going to feel really normal, I would say two years where, <clears throat> you know, people are going out and going to bars the regular way. But at the same time, like, people have kind of already given up on the whole, like, quarantine, not getting sick thing. Like, bars and restaurants are opening and they're going crazy and uh, they just opened up a lot of stuff in Lawton or in Oklahoma as a state altogether and... Uh, one of my clients that's a nurse mentioned something on Snapchat about more testing and more, more people with symptoms coming in. So if that doesn't cause a huge bounce back, like a huge, huge rebound, then I think, you know, maybe two years, I hope. What is your indoor setup? Like, oh, that's a good question. Okay. Uh, so my indoor grow is like super basic. You know, I got a tent off Amazon. It's a four by eight. I think, uh, it might be a little wider than four. But yeah, it's about an eight foot, eight foot tent. It's um, maybe six and a half foot tall at the center. And I got some lights. I wish I could remember the brand, but they were relatively inexpensive lights. Uh, I bought one and it worked really well. So I bought a, another one and then another one and then another one. 
and then another one. Um, so in the tent, I have three uh, 1,000 watt lights, which is not a ridiculous amount of power. I mean, you could put, you know, tons more in there. Uh, so I'm not getting the most dense, heavy plants. But, but that's, I mean, it's a lot of fucking wattage for the space. And those tents, you have to keep in mind, it's all reflective on the inside, so it's good. And then I use smart pots, uh, and I, I experiment a ton. Like, if you look at my, uh, I have a weed Instagram, it's called OK Cannabis Club. If you look at that, there's pictures of what I'm doing, and sometimes I'm doing, like, little bonsai trees and all that. But for the most part, I like five-gallon smart pots. Um, I have a mixture of Fox Farm Ocean Soil and Fox Farms Cocoa that I really like to do. Uh, if you want more details, message me. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll go over it really in depth, like exactly what I do. There's like a layering system. And the reason I do it is the cocoa tends to like cocoa is kind of like a, it's, it's considered like a hydroponic medium. You're supposed to keep it wet. And I'm sorry to any professionals out there that think I sound like a moron, but like basically you can keep cocoa wet soil. You got to let it dry out. <clears throat> so if you're like me and sometimes you want to go out of town for the weekend or whatever, and you want to be able to leave your plants alone without being babysat, which I never really do. Uh, Jason Rivera that works with me will come over and check on them for me and all that. But I can go three days without even looking at them if I wanted to. And it's probably going to be fine. Uh, and the the cocoa gets a little bit finicky with the pH balance, but it's cool. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I go, I have 35 gallon pots. I have seven gallon pots. I have five gallon pots. And then I have three gallon pots. The I use the three gallons for auto flowers usually. Um and to be honest, like I've got the best results out of a seven gallon, but I'm topping those plants a lot because that's so much root growth that they'll get really fucking tall and they'll kind of outgrow my tent. Like right now I have one that <laughs> I had to do some adjustments yesterday and scrog it out just to keep it in the tent because it's so fucking huge. It's taken up literally one plant, taken up half of my four foot wide by eight foot long. So it's a four foot by four foot plant basically by itself. Uh, this thing's fucking massive. She's beautiful. I took some clones off her. So I'm very, very happy. I still have those genetics because I don't know what I would do if I had to replace her. But that's, that's one room. And then I have a little room I just made out of like fucking regular, uh, they're not even two by fours. Like I just kind of framed it up and put a shitty interior door on it for a house. And it's more like my bedroom. It has I think right now it has like four plants in it and three of them are just little clones. Uh, but it, it only has two lights. It has one clear thousand watt and then one it's, it's called a King led and it said that it's a thousand watt, but I'm guessing it's like fucking 400 dude. It's not that powerful, but it gets the job done. And for seedlings and, and stuff, it's cool. Um, and also like with the ventilation, I have really good fans. Um, that was one thing where I did, I didn't really spare expense on fans and nutrients, which I, I like Fox farms a lot, but I'm using a variety of things. Um, soil nutrients, pHing my water, uh, and ventilation are things I don't like, I don't have any exceptions. I got to do those really well. The rest of it, I feel like is kind of, you can do whatever and you're not going to ruin it. Um, do you think there will ever be a normal, a new normal as we know? I mean, I kind of covered that in the last question about normal. I don't think it's going to be what we call normal from a year ago, but I don't think we will remember. You know, the memory is really fucking weird. So if you look back five years and you think you remember something, it's never what you thought it was. It's never the same. So like your actual memory is very foggy and blurry and your your brain is meant to do the fastest, easiest thing. So it just 
fucking piece of shit together. And most of the time when you remember something, it's not what you thought it was. So I think we're going to think it's normal, but I think things will forever be different. And I mean, nothing ever stays the same. It's fine. Uh, a tier list of marijuana products slash strains from A to F. That's cool. Okay, so number one, my favorite strain I've ever had in my fucking life, Forbidden Fruit, which is that beautiful girl I was talking about that's four foot, four foot wide and outgrowing the tent in height, uh, which is like a six foot tall tent. Um, so she's almost touching the lights and I had to scrog it down just to fit her in there, uh, which that's where I wish I had a full blown like grow room, like the room I'm in right now that my wife massages in. One day I'm hoping I can build her a massage studio and then I can take this and make it my grow room. But uh, Forbidden Fruit, all time favorite strain at this point. Um, my favorite weed I've ever smoked definitely was in Canada, uh, with the exception of Forbidden Fruit. I think like I think if you took the genetics from the the plant that I have now, and you took it to some of the growers in Canada. I think that would be too good for me and I might die. Like I, I might like one hit and I just be done. So that might be too much, but forbidden fruit, all time favorite. I give that an a, uh, my favorite cartridges that can be purchased in Oklahoma are helix cartridges. They're fucking phenomenal cartridges, dude. Um, my, I don't really get into like the dabs and all that. I'm not really a huge fan of any of that. So I don't really have an opinion. Um, but I would give, I would get helix cartridges, a very high rating. I'm not good at A, B, C, whatever, you know, grading it, but I would say they're at least a B plus. Um, they're great. My favorite of all time, my favorite cartridge of all time, uh, VVS. They're available in the Los Angeles area. And every time I go out there, I like to, I like to use those to, to get through my trips. Like if you're, if you're going to the beach and you get a super lemon haze cartridge from VVS and you hit it like four times on your way to the beach, and then you forget you hit it and you get that like, whoa, feeling it's great. Um, they're very powerful. They're affordable. They taste good. That's the biggest thing so far. The only complaint I have in Oklahoma about our cartridges is they all kind of taste funny. Like, and that's where Helix shines. They, they taste pretty good. They're not, they're not incredibly wonderful tasting, but I kind of like that about them. Cause that means that we're not putting a bunch of weird additives in it and it's straightforward. And I know a lot of people that have met the owner of Helix and said, he's a great dude. I think his name's like Levi or something. Um, anyway, so those are like my top favorite things. Uh, favorite edibles I've ever had in my fucking life. Uh, Smokies. They have 10 milligram gummies. They're like vegan gummies. And they also have 25 milligram gummies, but they're 10. <clears throat> they're 10 is like anybody else's 50. So I'm like scared of their fucking 25s, dude. Uh, so that's like favorites. Some of the worst things I've ever had. Uh, <laughs> I got, I got a strain called Pennywise on, I think it was like Black Friday or something. It was like a hundred dollar ounce deal. And it was like, I thought it was seedy. I thought there were seeds in it, but there were like these little pits that weren't even fully developed seeds. It was like, it was almost like they had put it in with a herm, but it wasn't a herm. I don't know. It was a weird fucking one, but I didn't like the strain anyway. Um, it kind of creeps up on you, but it's not great. Uh, but pretty much anything that was grown in Oklahoma that was actually grown in Oklahoma and wasn't illegally transported to Oklahoma the first year was not great. Um, I think Oklahoma's done really well on their, their actual growing. I think a lot of people are having a problem with the cure. So some guys that have a lot of experience with that, that are really good at curing their, their stuff, um, 
usually they're the ones that moved here. The ones I've met that are really good at that part moved here from somewhere else. They're from Colorado or LA or whatever, or uh, California or something like that. But I don't really have like a shit list for weed. I mean, there's not, I haven't like smoked something and been like, Ooh, it's terrible. I did have a cartridge one time that I don't want to like bash them because I've heard they're good from other people, but it just tasted fucking horrible and I couldn't do it. It tasted like butane or something. And also that like makes me concerned for my health. Like I like to get cartridges that I've, I know are not shitty. Um, so great question. I'm really sorry. I don't actually have a good answer for, for the, uh, the, the F's. I got to answer for the A's. Uh, oh man. Okay. Kiss, Mary, kill Betty White, Queens and Queen Elizabeth, Oprah. All right. I would, I would say kiss Betty White. See, I don't want to kill anybody, though. That's fucked up. Oh, sorry. I just dropped my hand on that one. Uh, kiss kiss Betty White. And the reason I want to marry Betty White is... Uh, well, actually, nah, she's rich enough. Okay, kiss Oprah, because that'd be a cool story. Marry Betty White, because she's awesome, um, and I would enjoy being around her, and I, I don't think I would have a problem living with her for, you know, years. And also, if she were to, like pass away that would be the worst thing ever but uh i would stand to inherit a pretty good amount of money i don't know shit about queen elizabeth um sorry queen elizabeth i guess you're on the kill list okay do you believe covid19 will all what oh accelerate i thought it said alternate i was like that doesn't even make any sense do you believe covid19 will accelerate federal legalization of weed oh i fucking hope so dude there was an article my mother-in-law was telling me about that apparently if you smoke sativa strains it will help with the coronavirus i don't know if that's true that sounds fucking wacky that sounds like some shit i would tell somebody just to be like hey dude weed's great it might even kill corona i don't know but yeah i think it could i mean i think i think also people are giving so many less fucks so the people that are voting against all these bills to pass relating to it um, in different states probably won't won't fucking vote against it anymore because they're like, ah, I'm probably going to die anyway. Um, so I think we still have to get a few states to say yes before the Fed says yes. Um, but yeah, I think it'll help speed it up a little bit. What's your next hobby? Okay, so at this point, my my current hobbies include tattooing and charging people. So I don't know if that's a hobby. Podcasting and barely getting any money out of it. So that's a hobby for sure. Growing weed. And I don't know, I'm considering getting into seed breeding. I don't know if that would be considered a hobby. Um, if for some reason podcasting gets weird for me, I don't know what I would do as a side thing to tattooing to just like clear my head out. Uh, but man, I like building shit. So I might, I might get into a building phase where I, you know, build additions on my house and stuff like that. But that's a good question. Uh, what's your favorite COVID-19 conspiracy theory? My favorite one, my favorite COVID-19 conspiracy theory. Holy shit. 5G. People said 5G causes coronavirus or COVID or whatever. And I'm just like, all right, dude, I've heard a million valid points against that. And I'm not saying 5G is good for you, but there's so many places in the world where they don't have 5G. They do have coronavirus. That being said, I don't fucking trust anything I see on the news, so maybe somebody's right. I don't know, but that's that's my favorite one just because it's funny, and then my favorite one uh, because it seems almost legit, but it's probably not. I really hope it's not. 
is like the whole they're gonna what's it called contact tracing um i don't think it's a conspiracy theory though this is like legit um they that the government would start contact tracing with something on your phone and then you would have to have some type of chip or always have your phone on you all at all times and have to have your phone to travel to enter buildings and such like you'd have like a certification on there and then when COVID-19 has either a cure or a vaccine of some sort or at least a treatment where it's not as big of a concern they would continue to use that to monitor you for other things that seems super fucking realistic. It doesn't seem like a conspiracy theory. It more seems like a real thing that might happen. So that one is one of my favorites. Uh, do you think the economy will cover, recover anytime soon from the collapse recently? If you're talking financial, like stock market exclusively, yes. I think it'll bounce back pretty fucking hard. I think by the... Unless we have a bunch of rebounds on this thing. Um, I would say... As a complete fucking idiot that doesn't know anything about the stock market, I'm going to say by 2022, all our financial shit's back to normal. And honestly, if you just look at the big picture of everything, like the same amount of money is being spent and used. It's just different places. It's not like money is not being fucking spent or made or whatever. People are working. It's just some people are working more, for example, healthcare workers and stuff like that. And then some people aren't working. Um... The biggest problem I'm seeing with the economy is we just printed like six billion fucking dollars. So, I mean, that's going to have a long term effect on inflation. But uh, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I think it'll bounce back. I don't think it's ever I don't think anything is ever going to be the same. That seems to be a recurring thing today. Uh, hmm. Are you coming out with new shirts? I need a new shirt. Yo. OK, so. I wasn't planning on getting any, any new shirts anytime soon, but I did talk to uh, a lady that prints shirts recently about <laughs> about getting some more, so I don't know. Um, Jason, Jason that I work with, Jason Rivera, he's cool as fuck, by the way, uh, he drew up this like kind of neo-traditional line work looking lady face thing that's fucking beautiful, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, put that on a shirt. So maybe we'll print those up and put his signature on them and then like... I don't know. Every time I print shirts, I just give them all away, though. It, I lose so much fucking money on it. And I know that people say it's good advertising, but, like, when have you seen a tattoo? I mean, seen a shirt? And then be like, hey, where'd you get your shirt? Uh, do they really do tattoos there? And then fucking went and got a tattoo. Like, I don't I don't see it working that way. So, I don't know. Uh, and also, I'm, like, way more careful with my money lately just because, you know, everything's fucked right now. Uh, what's your favorite kind of cheese? Damn, you know how to ask the deep questions, man. My favorite cheese. Oh, shit. What's the cheese that they put on the fucking, the white cheese at Milano's? Is that marinara? No, that's not marinara. Marinara is the sauce. I'm a fucking moron. Uh, What is the cheese, that the, the fucking mozzarella? I think mozzarella is my favorite because when you melt it, it's so fucking gooey, dude. Also, go to Milano's. Holy shit. Milano's Italian restaurant in Lawton, Oklahoma. I think it's on, is it on Sheridan? Yeah, it's on Sheridan. Near the corner, Cash and Sheridan. Holy fucking shit. Get you some motherfucking alapana sauce. That shit's good. Dip the bread in it. Don't worry about your weight. You're going to get fat. It's fine. We don't even give a fuck. You got a mask on anyway. So if you got like three chins and you're wearing that fucking mask thing, nobody gives a fuck. Eat the food. It's delicious. Sorry, they got a little, 
Man, I'm looking at the, the read thing. That got a little crazy there. Okay. Hmm. How come you don't have a piercer at Avenue or 32? Okay, that's a valid question. So the reason we don't have one at 32 is because it's a private studio for tattoos and it's appointment only, no walk-ins. Uh, so a piercer would not make any fucking money there unless they were like really, really popular. But people like piercings, usually it's like a walk-in kind of impulse-ish thing from what I know. But two reasons I don't have one at Avenue yet. Uh, I don't know anything about piercings. Um, I don't want to get a shitty autoclave. Like piercing requires an autoclave. I mean, there are methods to do it with, uh, with disposables and stuff, but I mean, it's, it's hard. So there's a lot of stuff you have to sterilize. And in tattooing, we use all disposable things. Like just everything we touch goes in the fucking trash can. Anything that we don't touch gets wrapped up. You can't really do that near as easily with piercings. And again, I don't know anything about piercing. So an autoclave is like 10 G's for a good one or a decent one. It's like $10,000. So if I do the math on it, if I'm doing a fair commission rate with, with a, uh, a piercer, I don't think I'm getting my 10 G's back anytime soon. And I might in jewelry sales, but then I have to get a retail tax ID and then I have to have somebody at the desk selling the jewelry. So just, it's kind of a pain, but, um, I have recently talked about the idea of it and thought about it. And I love the idea of it. And I know one piercer that's fucking great. Uh, Kenna, she works at Central right now. She's real cool. So if if she ever got tired of working there and wanted to work for me, I would totally be down to hire her if we could figure out all the logistics and like it wasn't going to cost me a shitload of money. But again, I just, I don't know. I don't like getting into stuff where I don't know much about it because I feel like that's where you kind of could sacrifice some of the quality that your business is putting out. Um, What's your favorite season? Okay, that's a good question. Fall. Straight up, dog. I like it. Uh, you should do one of those quarter machine tattoo things. That you're Dude, that shit's so fucking crazy that people would put a quarter... Okay, for those of you that don't know what, what this person's talking about. Um, they did take like a gumball machine or like a... You know the machines you put the little like... Uh, it's like a little clear thing with a cap on it and it'll have a toy in it. And you put a quarter in there and you get it. They'll put fucking tattoo designs into those and you put a quarter in the machine and you twist it. And usually the price is like 20 bucks and you get what you get or something like that. Put a quarter in the machine, whatever comes out, you get it tattooed. And it's fucking hilarious when people do that. But, uh, I, I think both of my shops are a little too serious for that. Like we're goofy motherfuckers, but we're serious about quality. Uh, I don't even like doing Friday the 13th to be honest. Uh, you should do one of those. Okay. Do you like shopping? No. The only thing I like shopping for is fucking Rolex watches. And you can't really shop for them because they're expensive as fuck. Uh, hey, we're moving to North Carolina and opening a meal prep business. That is the best fucking news I've ever heard in my life. Very excited for you. Uh, North Carolina is one of the coolest places in the world. Next, I'm actually planning a vacation to North Carolina at some point, so we should meet up while you're, well, you know, you should go visit there while I visit there. Um, what do you think about the CIA declassifying all those UFO files? Oh, dude. Dude. Okay. I love that. Um, I think it's funny that I've been talking about UFOs and, and, also, like, let's go over real quick what a UFO is. Just means unidentified flying object. It does not mean alien. 
But I've been talking about UFOs, aliens, all that shit since I was a little kid. Um, I love... Well, I say talk. I was thinking about it because I'm not sure if I'm allowed to, like... My family's very Christian. Aliens kind of might go against some of that. I've always had an obsession with aliens, though, since I was a little. So... I love the idea of there being a fucking dude from, like, I don't know, Venus or some shit cruising around in a crazy spaceship. But the stuff that they declassified, like, I've already seen those videos, and I've heard about it a million times, and I've heard a podcast where the guy that was, like, one of the first witnesses talked about it, and he was like, yeah, it's fucking clear as day. That shit could not be something we've designed. It's, like, going sideways, fast as fuck, bounce back and forth, not leaving any kind of trail. It's not leaving any kind of heat. Um... So, I don't know, but I have a problem with the fact that they dropped it in the middle of coronavirus and everybody had time to do research and had time to be looking at the news and had time to think about things. A lot of people were home, not working, and nobody gives a fuck. Like, nobody even cares that there was a, a UFO and the Pentagon's like, yeah, that shit's, we don't know what the fuck it is. That's amazing. Like, the fact that they admitted it is amazing. And also... I have a lot of theories around what it actually could be. Like, it might not be aliens. It could be just... I mean, it could be something that they do know what it is. Because the, there's no law that says that the, the fucking feds can't just lie to you. You know? <laughs> um, or not that I know of, at least. There probably is. I don't know. I haven't read the Constitution in a while. But uh, it's... It's weird, man. And... I talked to people, actually, I put a thing on Instagram not too long ago about aliens. I was just like, hey, do you believe in aliens? Like, 50% of people that answered were like, no, fucking aliens cannot be real. You're retarded. First off, if you don't think it's possible for aliens to be real, you're just not really thinking. And if you think you know, that's crazy, too. Like, I don't think that I know what's out there. But I do think that I know that if I close off the idea of the possibility of aliens, that I'm a fucking idiot. So I don't do that. Um, I also don't close off the idea of God or multiple gods or your religion or somebody else's religion. I like it all could be feasible. I don't know. It's, it's a thing. It's a thing. So that one was cool, though. I, I love the UFO thing. How do your parents view your tattoos and your profession? Oh, that's a good one. OK, <sighs> I don't know. I really don't know, to be honest with you. I think at this point, my parents seem to be pretty proud of me. Um, I'm not sure how much they've listened to my podcast, though, so that might ruin that. Um, I just got comfortable, by the way. I just, like, got my lean in. Uh, I think that my parents really hated the idea of me being a tattooer, especially my dad, when when I was a teenager. I mean, I started tattooing illegally when I was 17, like... They shouldn't think that's a great idea. Uh, I think I think that they still probably aren't a huge fan of it. They would probably rather me take a different route. But I also think they've noticed that I'm doing okay. And I really love what I do. And I think they care about me enough to not really care if they approve of what I do as long as it makes me happy. Which is the greatest fucking feeling ever. Like... If, if there's one thing you can try to do right as a parent, it's basically just support your kids and whatever they do. And my, my parents are super supportive now. They were not very supportive in the beginning, understandably. I mean, it's not, you know, it's probably not the coolest job for a parent to be like, oh, your kid's going to fucking put Satan marks on people. But it's, it's great. I love tattooing. Uh, I think my parents are cool with it now. I think it took a long time for them to get used to it. 
And I think one of the reasons my dad wasn't cool with it at first, I don't think it was just religion or just he didn't like tattoos. I think he legitimately didn't think it was a viable way for me to make a living and he was worried about that. And he didn't want me to struggle. And um, so I appreciate that that outlook on it. But the other thing about it is like, struggle's fucking cool, man. It was the first couple of years I was making almost no money and it was hard. And I look back at it and it's like, dude, that was fucking cool. So I, I'm happy about how everything has gone so far. And I think that my parents approve to some extent. Um, I don't think they love it. I don't think it's their ideal career for me, but I don't think they care about what their ideal career is for me anymore because they know I'm, I'm committed to this. Uh, you can only listen to three artists slash bands for the rest of your life. Who are they? Blink-182, Brand New, and for a little bit of contrast, Old Crow Medicine Show. Oh, shit. Nope. Take back. Old okay, so Blink-182, Brand New, and The Band. If you haven't heard of the band, check out the band. Uh, I want to say they were popular in like the 80s or something, but they're fucking dope. If you go just listen to the whole album, uh, Bustin' Out from the band, uh, especially the song Angie, they're fucking phenomenal. Uh, they are a wonderful band. Not to say that the Eagles aren't also wonderful. I wish you said four because I'd put the Eagles right after that. I fucking love classic rock, dude. I love me some Eagles. Biggest pet peeve, oh yeah, hey, I should probably tell people, like, this is next question. Biggest pet peeves outside of tattooing. Is that how you spell pet peeves? Dude, I think you spelled it right. Pet, oh. Pet peeves? I think, is pet peeves two words? I don't fucking know. It looks right. Um, Biggest pet peeves. So, I can't tell you exactly all of them because some of them would reveal some weaknesses and then I could be attacked with them. But I will tell you one of my biggest pet peeves is when people ask me for advice. They say, hey, man, I really need your help with this. And then I give them advice. And then not only do they not take it, but they don't do what they were going to do in the first place. They just don't do anything. They just stop. That's one of my biggest ones. Um, and another one, you said outside of tattoos. Shit. I got a lot of tattoo pet peeves. Uh, you know, people being fucking idiots and saying that that weed is a terrible drug and it, it leads to laziness and in general just being closed-minded. I mean, I, I, I know I'm closed-minded about certain shit. Like if somebody was like, hey, dude, I got a fucking rocket that I put in my butt and it shoots me to the sky and it's literally, it looks like a dildo, but I can fly. I would probably be like, okay, that's bullshit. I'm not even gonna look at it. But to some extent, I try to be open to ideas. And I think a lot of people, when they don't, they frustrate me. Uh, can I interview you? Can I interview you on All About Andrew segment? Please do. That would be fucking fun. Let's do that. Can we do that tomorrow night uh, or tomorrow day? Can we do that T tomorrow in the day? Not tomorrow. Let's do that tomorrow. Uh, message me. I will get to messages after this. So let's do that tomorrow if we can for real. I would love to. If, if that's enough time for you to prep, I don't know what the fuck you're going to ask me. But we can do it. I love interviews. I love talking to people. That's why I started a podcast. Well, it's one of the 500 reasons. Try to say Elon Musk's son's name. Okay, easy. Ash Archangel Musk. That's that's how it's pronounced. I don't know how to spell it, but I pronounced it. Okay, let's see if there's any more on this thing. Dude, you guys went hard in the paint. All right, let's see. So now what we're going to do, if I, if I can get back to all that. Yeah, cool. So I also screenshotted some. I thought it would be cool to just go over these and like, 
usually I just kind of type a quick answer and I'm following a guy that he always does a video and I love that he does a video, but I'm not good at like setting aside the time throughout the day. I kind of got to wait till like right now the kids are in bed. I took a fucking bath. I'm chilling. So it's easier for me to do it this way. Uh, let's see. What I did was I asked people a bunch of questions previously, and then I went to the archives on my my old Instagram, and I just wanted to read some of these answers and talk about it a little bit. I asked, how has coronavirus changed the way you think about money? And somebody said, I'll be spending less in the future. Also, I'll be working less. I like that. Like, enjoy, enjoy your time. You know, they, they learned that you don't have to work your ass off, but you do need to be kind of conservative with some of your money if you want to be, you know, hanging on to some of your money. Uh, let's see. And then I have, oh, that's the same thing. Same fucking answer twice. Sorry, I screenshot it twice. Uh, so same question. Uh, how has coronavirus changed the way you think about money? Uh, I think it was good for people to see how they prioritize their money and where they spend it. That was a good answer. I wish I could see who wrote these, but it's like on the archives. I don't know if you can. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think like it, it's been a good opportunity for people to go, oh shit, I didn't know how much I waste on coffee, going out to eat, movies, whatever it is. But also all those things, if you enjoy them, it's okay to spend some money on them. I'm fucking nuts with my money. I'll waste so much money on going to the movies and going on vacations and then somebody will ask me to buy something that's like $5. I'm like, dude, I don't need that, though. <laughs> like, I'm cheap about certain stuff. Uh, and then I said uh, another one. This is one of my favorite ones. And I, I this is kind of what started the idea, actually, is there was too much to say about universal basic income as a concept. So I asked on Instagram a while back, what are your thoughts on universal basic income? I didn't pose a side. I didn't say, like, what do you think about this bullshit idea? Universal. I didn't. I didn't show any kind of side to it. Um, and I think politically speaking, if anybody here doesn't know or doesn't know anything about me, I would say I'm right in the middle on a lot of shit. <laughs> um, I, I do, I'm not Democrat nor Republican. I wouldn't even want to say I'm independent. I wouldn't want to say I'm a libertarian. I like, I, you know, I'm not a very political person, to be honest. But just in general, my ideas usually aren't one side or the other. They're logical and thought out on everything that I can. Um, so I just asked, and then somebody said it could potentially even out the haves and have nots, but it would also screw up the economy. I don't think you're wrong about that. That's probably true. Um, somebody else said, nope, doesn't work. If you want to succeed, then work for it. So I didn't say universal total income. I said universal basic income. So to elaborate a little bit on what that looks like in the United States, if somebody were to pass a bill for universal basic income, most of the proposals I've heard were in the range of about $1,000 to $1,500 per month per adult individual. So when you turn 18, you would receive a check on your 18th birthday or within a month of that, that is $1,200. And every, every month after that, $1,200. We'll just say that's the number. It might not be. Um... All that's going to do in some states is keep you from fucking dying. Like if you live if you live in the Los Angeles area or you live in New York City, that's just going to keep you alive with food. You could still definitely be homeless on 1200 a month. And if you live somewhere like Oklahoma, you'll do okay. So some things have been thrown out there about universal basic income being 
you know, state by state or or it's county related. Like what's the average income in your county? What's the average cost of living in your county? What how much, you know, how much is this? How much is that? That would require a lot of work on on the government's part, a lot of research and a lot of numbers that they probably wouldn't be able to come up with. And then because everything gets all fucked up because people, you know, go rub elbows with the right people, you would have some states that get paid more or some counties that get paid more because they knew a guy and they would fudge the numbers. So the idea would be for most things I heard, like Andrew Yang, if you've never heard of Andrew Yang, you should look into him. He had some cool ideas and I'm not saying this could work and I'm not saying I know how this works and I'm not saying I know where the money would come from. I just love the idea that there's a there's a guy that ran for president. He dropped out, but he was running for president and he was legitimately concerned about artificial intelligence and just automation in general taking over a lot of jobs like driving jobs, cashier jobs. Um, I don't know if you know what Flippy is, if anybody knows what Flippy is, but Flippy or I think it's called Flippy. It's a fucking robotic arm that flips burgers and it replaces an employee and does a better job than most humans. It's fucking awesome. But what that means that fucking awesome robot arm, if it costs 20 G's and it costs 20 G's to pay a dude to flip burgers, they buy one of those and they can work at all the hours they want. They don't have to let it go at 40 hours or, or let it go home at nine. They can just work that motherfucker to death because it's a robot. And right now people don't see robots as something with a soul, which is cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to be in the future, but the point is things like that could affect the potential for people to have a fucking job. A lot of jobs might be lost to automation in the future. So his idea was just give everybody 1200 a month just so they can survive. So if you live somewhere like New York City, yeah, you're going to need fucking five roommates and some jobs. If you live in Oklahoma, you're going to need two roommates and a job. You're not going to fucking thrive off 1200 1200 is not enough to make you lazy. 1200 is not enough to stop me from doing shit. Nothing in my life would be different if somebody was giving me $1,200 a month except... Coronavirus would have been easier for me, way easier. I would have probably started a business one year earlier because I would have more financial stability. Um, and and I probably, I, I, dude, anybody that thinks that any fucking entrepreneur or any hardworking person or any business owner or any person anyway, in any way, like any type of fucking person, if somebody thinks that they're just doing it to get by, Anybody that excels is not excelling so they can get by. They're excelling because they like to do shit. They like to get shit done. They like to enjoy their freedoms. So any small business owner, any CEO, any fucking hardworking person like a fucking nurse or a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, those motherfuckers would not not do that just because they got $1,200. you are not going to make somebody lazy with $1,200. Total income, like if you gave them ten grand a month, yeah, you'd make some lazy motherfuckers. I don't think that's a valid argument against UBI. I also don't think that I'm a fucking expert, but I do think the idea is wonderful. My biggest argument against it would be like, where the fuck do you get this much money? Because I, I Googled it recently and I don't have the numbers with me, but I was thinking maybe get rid of the war on drugs. <laughs> this is a dumb idea, by the way. Get rid of the war on drugs, take all that funding, put it into UBI. That would cover like a fucking couple states. But it wouldn't cover even half the country. I mean, we would need trillions of dollars to give everybody $1,200 a month. Uh, I don't know the annual budget for the the war on drugs off the top of my head, but I know it was billions, not trillions. But it's still, it's too much money. We're wasting a shitload of money. So I thought it was a cool idea, and I love the idea. Um, and then somebody else said, uh, people saying work for... <laughs> 
I love whoever said this. I fucking love you. It says people saying work for what you got cash that Trump check real quick. And that is true as fuck. Everybody's like, you got to fucking earn everything. But when you get a tax return that was more than how much you paid in taxes, nobody fucking says, oh, why did I get that? They just go, oh, good thing I got three kids, four kids, five kids, whatever the fuck you got. Um, I think it caps it. I think the, the getting paid to have kids by the IRS thing caps around three or four kids. But the point is, this person is right. Everybody that's saying that that you have to earn everything you get had when I wrote this had just fucking got a stimulus check from the government for doing nothing. Fun fact, that stimulus check was $1,200 per adult person. So it kind of, that's what brought it up to me. I was thinking, man, this kind of feels like UBI. I wonder if anybody else thinks that's like a okay concept. And, and the other thing about UBI, like, uh, you could fucking opt out. Like if you don't want free money, don't take the free money. Fucking, there would be an option to opt out and, or you could donate it to charity. You could take that $1,200 that the fucking greedy ass federal government is, 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 you know, giving you for free for doing nothing and you could do good with it. So let's say $1,200 is going to make you lazy. How about $1,200 could make you more generous? That's a fucking great idea. Be generous. Everyone is say, uh, saying it won't work. It works in Switzerland. Decent argument. It does work in Switzerland, I think. I haven't researched it a lot, but I think Switzerland also has less people. I don't know. I don't know how much money they have. I don't know how their taxes are. I don't know much about them, but I'm pretty sure that's part of it. And then somebody said, Switzerland is one of the happiest countries in the world, while the U.S. ranks unhappiest. Yeah, U.S. and Japan are uh, fucking killing the game in suicide, killing the game in depression. We are the fucking greatest country in the world for people that fucking hate themselves and hate their lives and are miserable. And that could also be countered with sometimes earning what you have does have a good feeling with it. But $1,200 won't fucking make you not want to earn shit. It'll make it easier for you to earn things creatively. If let's say somebody works at McDonald's and they want to start a podcast and they go, man, I want to get the best shit ever, but I can't afford that. But they've been living on McDonald's money for forever, and they've been banking their fucking UBI money. Or, you know, they're used to wasting all of it. I don't know. Whatever they're doing. They could buy two really nice microphones. They could buy a computer. I'm Dude, I'm rocking cheap mics and a fucking 2013 MacBook Air that I had laying around. I didn't go elaborate on this thing. But they could they could do better out the gate than I am. Just because of that $1,200. $1,200 would fucking set up a whole podcast studio if you wanted to, you know, not go crazy. But in three months, you could have a real nice fucking podcast studio at your house that you pay your rent with your fucking UBI. I don't know. Uh, that income for hobbies, in theory, should make a happier population. Whoever wrote that, you're a fucking angel. You're genius. I agree. Yeah, it would make a happier population. It would make it easier. Now... All these things, keep in mind, I'm arguing the point of I'm for the idea of it, and I do understand there's a logistics issue financially, like it might not be feasible, and I don't know economics well enough to argue that. Um, free market balances itself, paid too little, quit. Jobs pay because they need people. That's a good point too, but guess what? Some people can't fucking go find a new job because they're working two of them, because if you're, like, this is real numbers, Minimum wage in Oklahoma, if you have a okay car and $600 a month in rent and you want to eat food and you don't get any government assistance, 
you need one and a half full-time jobs to really live comfortably and be able to pay your insurance and be able to pay for the taxes on your car, the taxes on your house, and all the other things that we get taxed on. So, you know, if we lowered taxes, we couldn't have UBI, but we could have a little bit more financial freedom. So, you know, it's whatever. But, I mean, that's a good point, and that's true to some extent, I guess. Like, if you have a shitty job and you can afford to quit, yeah, you could quit. But if you have a shitty job and it's the only job you can get right now, and they work you hours that are all the potential job interviews, you got to call in sick, risking your job to go to a job interview, which sucks donkey dick. I've had to, <laughs> I've never called in sick for a job interview, but I have, like, I, I have done some scheduling tricks to get a new job when I had a job because most jobs are the same fucking hours as job interviewers like I've never had a job offer where somebody was like hey yeah can you come into the office whenever's good for you or hey uh do you do you want to do midnight tonight for an interview it's always like fucking 10 in the morning what like that might be when you're working uh the best way to provide equal opportunity I would use mine to start a business I I love that fucking do one year of your check every month. Let's say it's let's say it's low. Let's say it's eight hundred. You could start a lot of businesses with like ten thousand dollars. I mean that's that's a good start. Uh, I'm not good at math, by the way. Uh, the best way I already read that. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so that's the end of the UBI bullshit. Uh, <laughs> and then another thing, like a lot of my followers are in Oklahoma because I'm in Oklahoma. A lot of my followers are in Texas because I'm close to Texas and I used to tattoo in Texas. So keep that in mind when I tell you these numbers. But I asked, what percentage of people do you think are atheists? So these individuals are saying the percentage, they believe the percentage of the population in the whole world or maybe in their environment, I don't know how they perceive the question, what percentage of them are atheists? Atheists meaning they do not believe in any type of God, higher power, whatever. I got 15 to 20%. I got, that's tough. A lot of people are religious adjacent. Adjacent? I think, I think we meant adjacent, adjacent, uh, until something good slash bad happens. It's a very valid point. A lot of people are like borderline religious and then, you know, something really terrible happens and they go, oh, there can't be God. Something bad happens or they're borderline religious and something really good happens to them and they go, oh, this must be God. Either way, that's a good point. 10%, uh, like 32% IDK growing up in the Bible belt. I'm probably more sheltered than I should be. That's a good point, too. If you go to California and you ask these same questions, I bet people would say 75, 50, 35, 40. I think the low numbers would be in the 20s, and the high numbers would be 95%. Um, there's a lot of churches around here. 7%, 60%, 50%. I feel like a lot of people believe in a higher power of some sort, but not any one religion. So I agree with that. I think most people, no matter what, no matter what they say, I don't think the vast majority of people really truly believe in one thing. I think they have a, an idea and a grasp on something that they think it's best that they try to believe in. And I think a lot of people, when it comes down to it, are agnostic. I I assume that because when I talk to people I'm tattooing, most of them kind of have an agnostic approach. I also tattoo a lot of super-duper Christian people. And, man, I almost never tattoo anybody that's, like, truly full-blown atheist. I think it's kind of like the alien thing. Like, if you just believe that you know, like, not say, I mean, if you're an atheist and you have some fucking, I'm sure you read the Bible or whatever, and you probably have some reason that you're an atheist, 
But if you're an atheist and you just really, really, really are certain that there's nothing out there, that's a very arrogant place to come from. Doesn't mean you're wrong. Just means it's a very, like, if you believe you're the one that knows, it's it's as arrogant or more arrogant than saying the same thing about a higher power. Um, the thing is, I think it's more arrogant because you're saying, not only do I know that there's nothing for sure because I know everything because I'm a genius, but you're also saying that, you know, that other people's ideas all suck. <laughs> like, and and I, I don't like that. I, I'm not a religious person, really. I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know what I believe. But what I do know is that I don't know for sure anything. I don't know that we're not living in a simulation. I don't know that we are either, though. Um, I don't know if there's a God or why anything ever has happened. I have a great idea. I don't know anything, though. And I think that's a wonderful place to be. I love it. Uh, categorically atheist, 10 to 15%. I think that's the best answer I've seen. Categorically atheist, dot, 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 10 to 15%, maybe, is what this person said. I would agree. I don't think there's a high percentage that are categorically straight up for sure atheists, like I was just saying. 76%? Holy fuck. Where the fuck do you live? <laughs> I, I don't think I've met an atheist this year. Um... What percentage of people do you think are atheists? 20%, 15%, 40%, 22%. Okay, that's it with the atheist stuff. Um, I don't know, man. On the atheist thing, I'm real weird about that. I think, like I said, I think, I think you just have to be arrogant to believe you know. But at the same time, I understand why you would think that. I understand you going, okay, well, why do you think there's magic? Why do you think this happens when you die? I, I agree with arguing almost all points. Um, anyway, let's see if there's anything else on on here. Uh, lots of spam. Got lots of spam. Um, and that's it. So let me know what you think about this episode. It was weird. I'm by myself. I feel like I'm talking to myself. I feel awkward about it. But I've had fun. And the, the goal of a podcast for me was always to have a conversation with people. And this didn't feel like it wasn't completely not a conversation. I mean, I'm talking to a lot of people on Instagram, just in a roundabout, strange way. So if you liked it and and you're listening to this because I posted the thing on Instagram, send me a message, please. Let me know what you thought. Um, and if you don't like it, please don't rate it. But if you did, if for some reason this was fun for you, hit the little five-star thingy on the old Apple podcast machine. Rate it, review it, whatever. Or if you don't want to do that, just tell one friend to listen to it. Or if you don't want to do that, just fucking thanks for listening, man. I don't give a fuck. Um, I appreciate you guys. I have a fun time doing this. And I really appreciate the ridiculous amount of responses I got to this. It's nuts. It says 99 people saw it. And I had a ton of fucking responses. That's like pretty good odds. And 99 people is not a lot of people. So if you enjoyed it, I'll probably do this again. I had fun. Thanks, guys. <laughs>